Hi everybody, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, and today I have guest illustrator Issa Monell with me today. Hi Issa, how are you doing? Good, thank you for having me. Oh, well it's um, great that you would take the time out of your busy schedule to speak with me. So I wanted you to share with the audience a little bit more about yourself. Can you tell us? Yeah, so I'm Issa. Uh, my full name's Isabel, but everybody knows me by Issa. It's kind of funny because when I meet people and they call me by my full name, I absolutely know that I don't know them at all and they don't know me. So it's a, it's a nice gauge. Um, that's just a fun fact. But uh, born and raised Virginia Beach. Um, I have parents that are from the island, so I feel like through and through the ocean has my heart. Um, and I feel like I've been creating and just inspired by creation from the womb. My mom was an artist, but she never fully pursued it. And I'm thankful to have parents that um, that kind of pioneered the do what you feel like you've been created to do. Um, and so that has always been uh, in the back of my mind and kind of the, the steps that I've, I've taken is just the belief system of if, if it's something that I'm passionate about and that I love, then I can do it because um, anything else would be boring. So yeah, I love art. I love creating. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Can you tell us about that first moment you knew you wanted to be an artist or illustrator full-time? Yeah. Um, I feel like when you, when I was in high school and you're nearing senior year and it's like, oh, what am I going to do with my life? Um, my parents are making me go to college. What, what do I get? What do I do? Um, I felt like art was the only thing that I could see myself finishing in undergrad. You think of, you know, you're 17 years old, and I don't know what I really want to do with my life outside of the things that I've been doing ever, every day. And so I think it was at that point that taking those classes and being an undergrad, I could see myself pursuing art. Um, but then fast forward, after graduating undergrad, I took a pause on creating and, and just doing artwork. And I just stepped into just a, a normal job. Mm -hmm. um and then for a few years I I could feel like that part of me just like slipping away mm -hmm. um and so I jumped back into it maybe four years ago um and so the intentionality of of doing it every day and having people ask me to do artwork um and and like re-engaging the joy of creating um and, and having it be a, a non-negotiable of like, and in life, I will be creating something. Um, so, yeah. Oh, nice. So can you tell us why you decided to go to graduate school for illustration? Yeah. Um, so I'm a, I'm a believer. Um, so one of the biggest things for me as a Christian is just kind of doing relationship with God and kind of 
feeling where he's leading me. And to be honest, if you had asked me after I graduated, graduated undergrad, if I would go back to school, it would have been a big heck no. Um, like, absolutely not. Like, this, this is the worst experience. But um, like I, I said previously, so I took a break from art. And as I was re-engaging it, I was doing markets and just meeting people at these different shows. And they were saying, you're such a beautiful illustrator. Like, wow, your artwork is so beautiful. And um, and I started investigating because in my mind, illustration was just in children's books. Mm-hmm. Um, it was <laughs> like my, my understanding of it was so small. And so I started doing research and um scad came up and i hadn't i didn't know that illustration was a degree that you could get and so on a whim i i applied and i was accepted and i drug my feet forever because it was grad school and i don't want to go back to school and so um yeah it was it was almost like this this love-hate relationship was i'm gonna go back to school but i'm not but i am and then I finally just jumped in and have been going, going, going. Nice. Yeah, I guess um, we had our um, illustration markets class together and I really appreciate mm-hmm. how you, um, I think everybody's personal experiences in life. And so they bring a little bit of that when they're commenting and giving feedback on work. So I found it really interesting that you you had done some of the, the fairs and getting out there and doing things like that. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. No, it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm an introvert by, by nature, but it's one of the things that is super life-giving for me is just meeting people. And if it's, a customer or if it's another maker and kind of giving them whatever tips or tricks that I have, I think it's the most beautiful thing to be a resource. Well, I appreciate that in class. You were awesome doing that. And your work, I noticed that you have different types of media that you work in. So do you have a preferred media to work in and why? Yeah, I love watercolor. I I stumbled upon watercolor when I was younger, but I think one of the reasons that I love it is because I can be anywhere and I can take my kit with me. Mm-hmm. And all I need is my kit, uh, a brush and some water. Mm-hmm. And so like, say if I'm in a coffee shop, I bring all of those things and I ask the barista for a glass of water and I can start creating. Um, I found with other mediums, they're a little bit messy or they require too much, especially if I want to go somewhere and immerse myself in nature and be inspired by nature. I can only bring my sketchbook if I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to paint this in oils later or I'm going to paint this in acrylic. Um, And so, yeah, I just I love watercolor. I love how... (laughs) free flowing it is and how it just manipulates with the water. Um, Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. So what type of illustration work do you prefer to um, work on as far as like advertising or editorial or book or surface design and why? Yeah. Um, 
what's interesting is after this illustration markets class, it was when I was like, I want to be a surface designer. Um, And so I feel like taking this class last semester, it, it sparked something in me because I love design and I love pattern and I love repetition and I love, I love that it can be order yet out of order. And so there's like a systematic way of creating, but also you can shift the system just a little bit and the design becomes something different. And so, and to know that it can be applied pretty much on any surface, it just blows my mind. And I feel like ever since taking the class, when I'm walking around, I'm like, that's surface design and that's surface design. And oh my gosh, I could do that. And so, I, that is the direction that I, I'm wanting to go. Traditionally, I, I just do, I, I'll paint um, just single objects like house plants or fruits and vegetables. And, and so, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I like surface design as well. And I do think your work is, it lends itself really well to surface design. I love like some of the, um, like even the way you were doing your process work, I thought, oh, I love the surface design exploration that you shared with us and uh, all the variations you were coming up with. But I agree, like, I love the element of it's like drawing, but then the designing part of it and then all the aspects you can apply it to. I think it's such a practical mm-hmm. aspect of illustration because like anywhere you look inside your house, it's all over the place. <laughs> you can start really painting. Yeah. No, and I've had so much fun sharing with people, like, because I'm approaching graduation in the, in winter, oh. and so they're like, what are you, what are you doing? And I'm like, I want to be a surface designer, mm-hmm. and it's a teaching moment, because they have no idea, and I'm like, that shirt that you're wearing, that mm-hmm. is surface design. Those patterns that are on your wall, your wallpaper, your tablecloth, like, all of that is surface design in some form or fashion. Um, and so it's it's been a lot of fun teaching my community. Awesome. And I love that you build community because I was going on your Instagram and checking out your feed. I saw that you were teaching classes, you're going to these art fairs, you sell things on Etsy. So can you tell us a little bit more? So my question is evolving more <laughs> compared to what I originally sent you. So can you hit on those different kind of points like how have you built community with in locally with because I think you're doing that with your teaching because I saw like you were teaching a water class and then how do you do it with um the the shows that you did like how did you get started with that and then (laughs) also doing that on Etsy sorry it's just like I just find no 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 yeah what's funny is yeah so I started Actually, Etsy came first, and what's crazy is I started my Etsy account because I used to make wallets and bags and, like, little clutches, and so I I sewed, and um, what, and I'm saying it now, and I'm like, and that's why I love patterns, because I was seeing it all the time. Like, I would go to the fabric store, and I'm buying all of these uh, swatches and seeing what I can pair them with. Um, so Etsy came first oh, okay. and then I took a break, kind of closed down my shop 
was randomly creating pieces and then would try and sell them. Um, but then I worked for a, a nonprofit and I lived in Boston and I came home and I was kind of figuring out what am I doing with my life. And so I gave myself a year to kind of figure out like, what are you doing? What are we doing? Why did I move back here? Like what's happening? And in the midst of that, I started creating pieces for people and painting uh, journal covers and, and all of that stuff. And I got connected with this girl who was doing local market and she was kind enough to share her booth with me. Um, and she was like, Hey, like we can split the cost of the booth. Let's see how your stuff does. And then if you feel like you're ready next month, you can have your own booth. Mm. And so she really like just took me under her wings and she mentored me and she invited me into like a small group of um, other artisans and we would just talk, we would meet once a month and we would just talk about our own process, what markets are coming up, what ones are like super, um, like the curating process is, is just a little bit more intense. And so like, how can we refine our pieces? How can we re refine the aesthetic of our booth and uh, make it like more attractive? Mm -hmm. And so the markets came next. Mm -hmm. And then in doing the markets and just talking to other artisans and figuring out like, oh, are you selling anywhere local? Like what stores are you in? Like, who do you know? Like just, just connecting then came me teaching watercolor at a store that I ended up selling stuff at. And so it was the first store that I started selling my pieces at. Um, and they were, it's two women that own this little store and it's all local artisans. Mm -hmm. um, and they were just so kind and they were like, Hey, we do workshops in the summer. We love, we love your work. We feel like it would be great for both kids and for adults. And so um, prior to COVID, I was teaching a class, I think, once a month for them. Um, and yeah, it's just, it, it's crazy because I, I feel like every step has been just a small yes of like, yeah, I'll try it. Yeah, why not? Like, sure, let's just do it. But it's been like another aspect of my creative self that I didn't know existed. And so I'm like, oh, I like really enjoy teaching people, not so much for the technique, but for them to know that there's a creative expression inside of them. And so to strip away the, the idea of it has to look this way and it has to be perfect and I have to be uh, a refined artist, I think that's a lie. Um, I think everybody has some creative spark inside of them. And what's beautiful is that we're not robots and so it can look differently. Um, so, yeah. That's excellent. I love that uh, you shared that with us and that because um, I, I that you your progression and your growth and opening up into different areas because of your mm -hmm. initial interests. And uh, so thank you so much. Yeah. So what do you see that has helped you be successful as far as um, maybe social media? Because I um, really enjoy looking at what you're doing on Instagram. Can you share some of that with us? Yeah, honestly, I feel like I have a love-hate relationship with social media. Mm -hmm. It's a job in and of itself. 
um, I, I love creating. I don't always think that I should be sharing it with people. And so there are moments where I'm like, oh, I forgot that people want to see what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like up late at night trying to create some reel and or a video or a process video. Um, and so I think for me, it, it takes a lot of intentionality for me to just even plan out. I, I feel like I need to do better at just planning out my calendar of like, this is what I'm going to do this month. And these are the videos or posts that I want to do. And this is the engagement that I'm looking for. Um, Cause it, I, I feel like I can do it, but I don't always do it. If that makes sense. No, it does. It's, it's tough. I, I agree. It's like social media is like, because it becomes like another job almost. It feels like, mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like it's that idea of like, oh, well, you want to share your work with outside people who might be interested in it, but it becomes kind of time consuming because then you got to photograph it and you might have to edit it. Then you got to write something that goes with it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, there. It, it's so hard. And I, at the start of this last semester, because I was taking two classes, I actually met with a, a virtual assistant and I was just talking through like, hey, what can you do for me to make that part of my life easier? And I, because I didn't fully know what I wanted, I couldn't hire her because I didn't want her to feel like we're not doing anything. Okay. And so I know in the future that would be of added value. I just need to, I need to find a way to articulate what I actually want so that I'm not disappointed when they actually take ownership of that portion of, um, yeah, of essentially branding. Um, and so, yeah. Nice. Well, that's, that's great advice because like, it's, I think it's hard to let go of something that you've probably built and you've done all the work behind it. And then to pass it off to somebody and then know that you've communicated the right way, that they're going in the direction that you want it to go in. Yeah. So do you have any marketing tips for illustrators or artists that you can share? Um, my tip is always, always be a learner. Um, and for like marketing, um, especially in, in social media, engage other artists that you appreciate. Mm -hmm. Like, don't just like their posts, but uh, maybe comment. And that's a great source of, of networking. And um, I was listening to a podcast recently, and it was talking about micro influencers, and like finding people that are, could potentially be an influencer for you. Um, they don't have as many followers, but maybe you, you, you know, set up some sort of an agreement where they, they advertise for you, but they also get something from you, um, and say they have 10,000 followers, that's 10,000 exposures that you probably couldn't have. Um, because you're engaging someone with a little bit more influence than you. They might not be necessarily in your same field or niche, 
but they have a voice and a presence on social media that you probably don't have access to. Um, and so I, I thought that that was really beneficial. I'm still working on who are those people that I want to engage in that way of like, hey, would you be willing to X, Y, Z, and I can give you, um, maybe I can design a, a, a logo for you, or I can paint something custom for you, but it would be some sort of an exchange. Um, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That's a different perspective of looking at how uh, to expand, you know, your audience that I hadn't yeah. thought about. So who are artists or illustrators that are currently inspiring you? Um, that's a great question. I feel like since I've been in school, it's a handful of people that are in school. <laughs> like, I feel like because I'm seeing their work all the time, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love their stuff. Like, you would be one of those people, the way that you, um, your process of illustration, I don't think I've ever seen it done. And I'm like, it's so delicate and detailed and done with such excellence. I'm just oh, mind blown. Um, and then, um, Caroline Hanlon. Yeah, she's awesome. Like, it, it's, her stuff is so whimsical and it reminds me of childhood. And it's like, it brings a smile to my face. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just like, and what blows my mind is she doesn't have a tablet. And so all of it is done with her mouse track. And I'm like, the precision of your work is so beautiful. Um, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of Professor Yev. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm like, again, your stuff is so beautiful, and I'm I'm humbled that you you ha can teach me, and that you have the time outside of your life to meet with me via Zoom. And um, same with Professor uh, Ryan Sanchez. Um, just being in his classes, and he he does a lot of video processes um, to help us understand just the te technique and media and watching the way that he creates I'm like in awe because it's like effortless and um, yeah and so I, I'd say in-house right now my my major influences are people that I'm in school with um, yeah that's awesome. So what? Oh, I've almost skipped a question. So how do you maintain that with all the things that you are doing? How do you balance all that? And how do you like, are there any tips for that work life balance or art life balance? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I don't know. I feel like this last semester, sleep was the thing that was given away because um, I, ha I have a full-time job. I'm an office manager and so I work full-time and I am in school and I do art um, and so I think what tends to be the thing that I let go of is community and that's like one of the hardest things for me to let go of because I am introverted and I need um, I need to be intentional with engaging people and so last semester I just created a schedule for myself that gave me permission 
on the weekend to engage community. And so that meant sacrificing sleep during the week. And so I would stay up maybe a little bit later and do homework and I would push through. Um, and I would have pockets of time at work where I was able to, to do some assignments, which was very helpful. Um, but I don't recommend it. I think maybe I've heard um, in a podcast, like you should only have three major things in your life that you're focusing on. Cause when you have more than three, they all start falling apart because you, you can't give your full self to more than three things. And so, um, this summer I want to take, do a lot of self-care and kind of, um, revive myself and come into the fall with a better action plan of like um, maybe asking at work hey can I work 10 less hours so that I have time um, to do homework and still make it to bed at a decent hour versus I'm going to bed at two every morning and I'm just surviving so wow so what are your plans after graduate school? Um, I would love to be freelance. Um, I would love to look into art, license, art licensing and just creating a bunch of different collections and, and putting it out there and kind of seeing what happens. I don't think my, my big, like I have a big dream of working for in the industry and like working for a huge corporation. I think my own personality and who I am, I would want to work for a smaller company, something that feels more like family. Um, and so if that's working locally with a business here in Virginia Beach, great. If it's working remotely for a smaller company, that would be great. But I think um, I love the idea of being freelance because then I'm able to engage different people and different clients and it's not always the same thing um, so yeah what's something you would tell yourself if you go back in time about your art journey um, I would tell myself don't compare <laughs> stop comparing it doesn't matter like we're there's room for all of us at the table and it's okay if your style changes um, as you're figuring out your artistic voice. Yeah, I, I do agree with not comparing because at the end of the day, we're all uh, different people with unique experiences and just different interests. And I can look at it as like, oh, I kind of decided like, I just want to be friends with the talented people <laughs> that I admire yeah. their work and their personality instead of being in competition. It's like, I don't think to me personally, illustration is not, I mean, you could treat it like it's a competition and that's, that's some people's perspectives, but I've, and I think a lot of it's because I taught for 11 years and you gain so much expertise and knowledge by going to people you admire or you see how they're doing their process or you can learn something even if they're new to the industry or new into their own art journey because I taught K through uh, 12 and some adults and it was just one of those things I, I learned to appreciate 
the different places that people were coming from and their new, unique perspectives and what can I learn from that? Yeah. Okay, so my last, well, second to last question, after you've created all the art that you've wanted to make, what would be three final truths you would leave behind? Be who you are, be like, be as authentic um, as you can be would be a truth. Um, have fun, don't take things so seriously. Um, and always, always be willing to, to, to go a little bit further. So always be a learner. Excellent. So where can people go to see all your artwork, your lovely work that we've been talking about? Where can they see that? Yeah, you can find me on Etsy. Um, just search Monel Issa. So it's my last name and then my nickname Issa and just put them together. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Mona Lisa. I have a Facebook market or a Facebook uh, business page. I use it sometimes, but if you happen to message me on there, um, I will respond. And so all of these three different um, platforms, you can see my work, you can Etsy, you can purchase the products. Instagram, you kind of see more of the process. Um, and I am more than willing to work with people if they want something custom. Um, so yeah, that's how you can find me. Awesome. Well, Asa, you were a delight to speak with and so um, kind and always sharing during class. I hope we have more classes together if should that happen. Yeah. But if not, I know you will be highly successful at whatever you decide to do, whether it's surface design, editorial, but I am glad you're doing surface design because it's beautiful work. I, I was like, oh my gosh, this girl is on fire when it comes to surface design. So I wish you the best. And thank you again, everybody for listening to My Creative Life. Bye.